everyone. Welcome to our podcast series, Re-Inspired, where we'll dive into one research article at a time to understand why it's important and how it might impact people's lives. My name is Rebecca. And I'm Michelle. And we work here at EENet, which is a knowledge exchange network within, okay, this is going to be a mouthful, the Provincial System Support Program at the Centre for Addiction and Mental Health. This week, we're taking a look at risky driving among youth who have drank alcohol, smoked cannabis, or gotten in the car with someone who has been drinking or smoking. As we're only about a month and a half into cannabis legalization here in Canada, articles like this are important to help shed light on the issue of cannabis use and driving among young people. Today, we'll be talking to Leah Miniker about her article, Under the Influence, and we'll discuss more about who should be aware of this research and what they can do with it. But before we get to that, Here's a story. I was standing outside my best friend Annie's house, staring at the Halloween decorations her dad must have forgotten to take down, and they'd probably be up until next Halloween. I remember it was so cold out, and I could see my breath in the air, and my ears hurt. Even though it was November, it felt like winter was just around the corner. Ugh, I hate winters. So I remember I got to Annie's house a few hours before the party started just to hang out with some of her friends and maybe get high. It was Friday night and Annie's parents were gone to Cuba for a week so we had the whole house for ourselves. So a few of her friends came over from school and we did the usual, we chatted, we gossiped, we ended up smoking pot, we played some games and jammed to some music. It was getting close to 11pm and I knew my mom would freak out if I got home too late. So I started wondering how I was going to get home. Should I take the bus? But that's going to take forever and it was so cold. Um, Uber didn't exist back then and I was too poor to pay for a cab. And I definitely had more than a few drinks so driving was out of the question. I remember looking at my friend Josh and going, Hey Josh, which way you headed? Can I hitch a ride? Sure, he said. Then he goes, actually, I drive so much better when I'm high. I wasn't sure if that was true, but I trusted him and I figured I need to get home soon anyway, so why not? A couple more of our friends had asked Josh to drive them home too, so we just decided to leave all together. As I stood in the driveway, Josh came out of the house and motioned he was ready to leave. Get in, he said, and for a split second I wondered if I was going to regret this later. Is he okay to drive? He better not crash. Are we going to get caught? Am I going to go to jail? Those were the questions that bounced around in my head. Even though I wasn't sure, I felt really lazy about taking the bus and I didn't want to spend on a cab, so I opened the door and I got in. After all, I thought, all the other guys are getting in. What's the worst that could happen? Hi, this is Rebecca, and I'm here with Michelle. Hello. And our researcher, Leah. Hello. Hey, Leah. All right, so welcome to our podcast series, Re-Inspired. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So first off, maybe can you tell us your name and a little bit about where you work? My name is Leah Miniker. I'm an assistant professor in the School of Planning at the University of Waterloo. Great. So we're here today to talk about your article. Um, So this is going to be a mouthful, but I'm going to read the the whole title. Under the Influence, Examination of Prevalence and Correlates of Alcohol and Marijuana Consumption in Relation to Youth Driving and Passenger Behaviors in Canada, a Cross-Sectional Study. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about the research and um, kind of what what this means uh, for people in the field. So the first question, tell me about your research. What are some of the main findings? So some of the main findings are that a lot more kids than we thought are either using cannabis or drinking alcohol and then either getting behind the wheel of a car or being passengers of someone who has been using alcohol or cannabis. And that's concerning, obviously, because unintentional injuries and car accidents in particular are some of the leading causes of death in, uh, among young people in Canada. And a lot of those, a high proportion of those have to do with alcohol. They're alcohol-related. So mm-hmm. um, our study showed that higher, a higher proportion of kids report doing those kinds of, undertaking those kinds of behaviors than we previously thought. Okay. It's kind of a scary thought, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you think that this would be um, would come as a surprise to parents or, or other people in the general public? I think probably depends on the parents. Uh, I think a lot of parents would be surprised about a lot of the things their kids are doing, yeah. including using alcohol and driving or being a passenger. Um, one of the things that we found that I thought was interesting was that there are gender differences. So boys are more likely to drink or use marijuana and then drive, whereas girls are more likely to be a passenger of someone who has either drank alcohol or used cannabis. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think there's probably lots of parents would be surprised to know. And we also found sort of different area level uh, predictors of those kinds of dangerous behaviors. Um, So kids in rural areas, I guess not surprisingly, because you need to be driven more places and there's not as much public transit in rural areas, um, that kids in rural areas are more at risk than kids in urban areas. And just probably fewer cars, so you can do whatever you want without really getting noticed in the countryside. Yeah, yeah. and you can't you can't necessarily walk to your friend's house because it might be five kilometers yeah, away, exactly. as opposed to in the city, you probably have loads of friends in between walking in within yeah. walking distance of your home. So. And Uber, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and public transit. So yeah. Were there any other differences that you that you noticed? You mentioned that there's sex difference between boys and girls and that urban rural difference. Was there any differences um, maybe for age or anything else? Um, well, kids, older kids were more likely to to undertake those kinds of risky behaviors, but also older kids are more likely to have likely to have licenses. Yeah. So in our study, we didn't ask about whether or not they had a driver's license. So that was one of the limitations. We didn't we couldn't look at just among the kids who had licenses. Um, how many of them report driving while potentially under the influence of drugs or alcohol. So that was one of the limitations. But yeah, kids who are older are more likely to, to obviously, to drive and therefore to drive maybe while intoxicated. Yeah. Wait, can you explain why the licenses was a, was an issue? Is it because they're afraid of getting it revoked, that they're less likely to drive? or? Um, no. So for us, the issue of, of not being able to ask about their licenses was just a matter of the denominator of, of the proportion of kids. So we couldn't ask. Oh, okay. like, so you would assume that kids who have licenses are the only ones who are driving. Yeah. Um, but in our sample, we asked everybody if they had driven oh, okay. after drinking or using cannabis. And so what I think probably is that if we had looked at only the kids who had licenses, the proportion would have been even higher. Yeah. Because we asked, mm-hmm. you know, we included all the kids irrespective of whether they had licenses. And, and license, not ownership, but people who have licenses, mm-hmm. are the, that proportion is decreasing as well over time wow. among young people. So. 
So what do you think about uh, the new uh, cannabis legalization? Do you think that will uh, influence the rates? Like will risky driving go up or what? how do you think that will affect it? I think that's a really important question and one that we need to continue to monitor risky driving behaviors because it's also not just youth who mm-hmm. drive after drinking or using cannabis. It's also adults. Um, I don't know how adult risky driving and passenger behavior relates to child and youth risky driving and passenger behavior. I would assume that they're probably correlated because it's probably something about the social context of that place that would um, encourage adults and youth to behave similarly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know that for sure. So it's probably more than just youth who could benefit from those kinds of messages. Given that we have, with the Canadian Student Tobacco, Alcohol, and Drug Survey, we do have generalized, provincially generalizable samples of kids in each province. So we'll be able to look at track over time how many kids are using marijuana and hopefully the driving after using cannabis as well um, to track that over time and then to be able to hopefully look at how the provincial distribution of legal cannabis Mm -hmm impacts that those kinds of behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think we know yet exactly how legalization of cannabis is going to affect kids' use of it. Yeah, we mentioned um, adults, and actually there was a poll um, conducted in the summertime looking at adults who smoke cannabis, and it showed, it was done by CAA, and it was specific to Ontario, um, and it showed that one out of every two adults uh, that use cannabis said they've driven after taking it. So showing that it's even very high among adults that they're feeling confident that they can get out there and drive as well. So it seems it's not surprising that youth are feeling the same thing, that they can smoke and get into the car and it's not not impacting them. Right. Yeah. All right. So who do you think needs to know about this information? Um, You know, who out there could really benefit from understanding, you know, what's happening with youth in relation to risky driving and being passengers in cars with other of their friends who are who are risky driving? That's also a really great question. And I think that, so when I was a kid, I remember babysitting for different families and the parents would come home smelling like alcohol and drive me home. And there was never a question that I would get in the car with this, you know, adult and they would drive me home from babysitting their kids and they could have very well been drunk. And I think in the generation before mine, they hadn't had the message of alcohol and driving don't mix hammered into their heads as much as my generation and younger generations have. Every generation knows that they should not drink and drive um, because um, others against drunk driving and social marketing and um, governmental organizations have been very effective at, at translating that message to the public. The consequences are steep to, if you get caught doing something like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. yeah, really steep consequences. And so I think that the same kinds of efforts need to be made to convince these generations, the younger generations, that driving while after having used cannabis is also dangerous and can also cause injuries and accidents and potentially death. So um, I think that kids need to know about it. I think that parents probably need to know. And I think one of, I mean, the gender differences that we see um, might just reflect gender differences in driving, that boys might just drive more than girls. But also for parents of daughters, they may want to sort of especially tell their daughters, don't get into the car with someone who has been drinking or using cannabis. Mm -hmm. And parents of boys may also want to sort of say, 
look, you should not ever drive while you're doing this. I mean, both genders should hear both messages, but just to be aware that there are these gender differences may also help parents tailor their own messages. Right. Um, and then obviously, I think governments should also be aware of this. And, and and like I said, we have surveillance systems in place to be able to track and monitor youth use of cannabis. Yeah, so it's just a matter of looking at, at which provinces actively dealt with this issue than others, and then the provinces can hopefully learn from each other as we go forward. So moving to our last question, in an ideal world, what would change as a result of your research findings? <laughs> hmm. I think in an ideal world, governments would pay attention to the research and that provinces would actually learn from one another as we go forward um, to look at which, which provincial legislation, like I said, is most effective in keeping both cannabis out of the youth's hands and lungs, I guess, and stomachs. Um. <laughs> so we'll stay tuned to see what happens, I guess. Mm. Do you have anything else you want to add or say? I don't think so. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us, Leah. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that brings us to an end. Woohoo! So this episode and a whole podcast series is based off of something we create here at EENet called Research Snapshots. So our snapshots are plain language, summaries of research just developed from journal articles, and they help get right to the point about what the research is and about how you can use it. For the rest of the podcast series, we're going to be profiling research snapshots that touch on themes in our Sharing Together initiative. So Sharing Together is an evidence priority agenda for Ontario. It aims to promote the use of evidence by service providers, policymakers, and other stakeholders. The ultimate goal is to improve Ontarians' experience with the healthcare system, quality of care, and overall health and well-being. So for more information, you can go to theenet.ca and just look under the initiatives tab. Stay tuned for our next podcast. It's going to be a good one. We're going to be chatting with Dr. Norman Giesbrecht on alcohol policy and the harmful effects of increasing availability and accessibility of alcohol. Well, until then, goodbye. Bye, see you next time.